Okay, well, this is yet another review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Finally getting around to uh, doing this. And there's been a lot of reviews. Try to stay off the internet. But uh, try to pick my spot here. I look for a good time to do this. That time is now. So, I saw it a few days ago, almost a week ago now, I guess. Uh, well, not really. I had a fourth, uh, yeah, the day before 4th of July, I think. Something like that. And had low expectations because of everything I heard. And went to go see it. And the first 20 minutes are pretty good with the uh, deep fake stuff. You know, young Indiana Jones. It's going to be spoilers. And uh, I was all good and fine. It is It is a bit weird to have the older Indiana voice and while it was weird I kind of went with it I'm like okay <laughs> I think there it was very similar it reminded me of uh the Irish I think the Irishman is that the one the Martin Scorsese one yeah where the D.H. De Niro but he still kind of moved and acted like he does now. So it's just kind of uh Yeah, I don't know. It it was it was cool watching it. And I was in awe of how good the 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 aging was and everything how smooth it was. It's just yeah, the voice needed and sometimes the voice wasn't in sync uh with the talking, the visual talking. So, that was a little tricky. Uh, but I, 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 I appreciate what they're doing there. I just kind of wish... And, and there are some good little action set pieces in it. I just wish it was a little bit more real. You know? Had more practical... Like, they shot on... I wish they had shot on a real train for a lot of it. And, uh, again, they didn't really learn the lessons of Crystal Skull uh, by, make, again, using too much CG instead of using it sparingly. And uh, that w I, th I felt that was a problem. Even during a cool action scene with the horse where he's going through the subway, a lot of that's good because a lot of it's underlit and it feels real until he gets Indiana gets up on the uh, streets on horseback and then there's a lot of CG twists and turns 
There's also some bad CG uh, at the end of the train chase, and he, he's got that guy, whatever his name is, I can't remember, right? He's like a stand-in for Marcus uh, from all the other movies. And he, uh, he just, he turns to him and, uh, he says something and it looked really shoddy because it was during the daytime. I think during the daytime trying to do the de-aging is tough, but when you're inside or it's dark and there's shadows, it's a little bit easier. Um... Although I remember the first time they started doing that stuff, it's X-Men uh, Last Stand. And that I thought that was pretty pretty good, all things considered. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge Waller is in this, and I definitely had some thoughts going in, like she was going to be terrible and she was going to make fun of them during the movie. And uh, I think, I think she was, um, I think she was, uh, sorry, I'm going really slow tonight. Uh, <laughs> just really trying to think about everything. I think she was probably worse in some of her dialogue until uh, uh, Doomcock, a la Overlord DVD, pointed it out. And I think word got back to the director, James Mangold, about it. And I think there were some changes. And I want to say, shame on James Mangold for uh, belittling somebody on Twitter and uh, making fun of them just because of some things they heard. I think it was an unclassy move for him to do that. Um, there's some drama back and forth, if you haven't followed, of him, someone, you know, being critical of things that they heard. And then James Mangold, the director, got really defensive and basically made fun of him, said, hey, you live in your mom's basement or whatever, uh, these changes have, it's, you know, what you say is not true, and we didn't, you know. And he, he might have been right, but it's still, it was bad, bad form to do that, I felt. But, hey, there's a lot of lies going on in Hollywood. I mean, sorry, I'm doing a lot of <laughs> swallowing here. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, th look at No Way Home and how much lying uh, Garfield had to do just to keep uh, everybody from thinking he was in the movie. whole lot of lying. So Hollywood's built, I think, on a lot of lies. Kind of like a like a government right now. It's built on a lot of lies. <laughs> so Phoebe Waller isn't as annoying 
as I think everyone was kind of exaggerating. So I got to keep it real here. But it doesn't mean she was really good either. And herein lies the problem. I think what I think the lines that she had were probably worse and belittling to the character. And at least prior to the edits. And I think she gets too much screen time. And she takes it away from... She basically takes the movie away from Indy. Or it kind of stops being about Indy. And at, at worst, it's a buddy cop kind of scenario. You know, the only time it's kind of been that way was in The Last Crusade. Um, but I never felt that it was that Sean Connery took over the movie. You know? And, uh, and, and that worked incredibly well. A lot better than this did. So, I felt like Indy was a side, almost a sidekick in this, in this movie. Uh, I don't know why they don't have a uh, short round in this film. I think he could have been a better uh, uh, sidekick or person to have in, in place of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think that would have been really good. I think the movie would have done a lot better because the, the main fans would have been happier. Um, so this movie isn't a complete... I uh, See, everyone's saying it's terrible, it's terrible. I don't think it's completely terrible. I, I just, I don't, it's not great. There's some good Indiana Jones stuff in it, very much like Crystal Skull. But... I think Crystal Skull was more true to the series as a whole than this one. This felt like a movie that wasn't... this. The theme of it wasn't supposed to be Indiana Jones. I felt like this should have been a different movie uh, because it's it's a bit too, of a, too much of a downer. Um... You know, Indy is uh, retiring in the movie, and there's been some great points made about uh, him, everyone kind of being, him being downtrodden and and a shadow of his former self. Like, his classroom is nearly empty. And it's like, that shouldn't be. His classroom's always full. It's especially after all the stuff he's done. He should be like a rock star at the universities. Still, you know. Uh, but there's like not many people in this class, and there's no respect there. And and there's a funny scene where he's got to go to his, the people in the in the, in the apartment he's living in. And uh, he's got to go talk to the people that are playing the Beatles too loud, and he's got to be grumpy, Indiana Jones. And I thought that was funny, uh, but. You know, I think there's just a bit too much. Uh, they didn't need to, you know, and there isn't a lot of ageism jokes. There's just a couple, really, there's a few. Um, but I think my, it, it's more about the tone of the movie. Uh, 
again, I think some some things are changed. I think originally he was going to get killed off somehow. And there's a scene where he's really close to death near the end where he gets shot and uh, he's got to... Uh, and he gets re- and he gets recovered like at the last minute pretty much and uh the dial of destiny thing it's still kind of a weak title i think they could have tried harder with that titling um the dial story i didn't have a problem with the macguffin was fine and uh i liked that they brought archimedes into it Um, but I don't think there were any really oh, oh wow moments, though, with that. Like in um, Raiders, you know, you had some cool... Uh, I mean, that whole thing with the Ark and him using the staff and the sun coming through the, the pyramid and hitting the staff and going and then illuminating the city, that was really neat. And that was done with, like, you know, bigatures, or at least, you know, and some miniatures. And uh, um, you had some really cool uh, practical um, things done with, uh, like, levers and uh, lowering ceilings and and Temple of Doom. And uh, mostly practically done there. And then you had Last Crusade with them, you know, uh, with Indy finding the clues in the library of X marks the spot. And then you had him, uh, you know, stenciling the uh, the shield with the with the cross on there. That was really cool. There's nothing really that original in in this one when it comes to that and. That's a shame. Um, one of the problems I had with it uh, was there wasn't really much action in the middle. In the middle of the movie. The beginning's fine. The middle is just kind of... There's some chase scenes. There's scenes with the eels, which is fine. That was... You know, that's 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 kind of neat. Eels attacking Indy um, underwater. But I kind of felt they needed a good, interesting, memorable fight scene of some sort. And you don't have to have him go toe-to-toe with everybody, but he could do some more smart things besides just being in a chase scene. There's a really big dude in it, in this movie. Like, he's a super huge, I guess he's one of the tallest bodybuilders ever. He's he looks like freaking Bigfoot in this movie, and uh, I'm like, there's no way Andy is gonna tackle that dude. <laughs> but instead of Andy finding a way to take the guy out using his head, uh, this kid that they picked up along the way, who's kind of like a street thief, uh, locks him. While he's in an underwater chase, locks the guy, handcuffs the guy to a a, a grate underwater, uh, or some kind of like some metal bars, 
and the kids were able to get out of the hole. And the guy, you know, suffocates underwater. It's pretty wild. And uh, maybe a little too too heavy for an Indiana Jones movie, but Temple of Doom, they're ripping hearts out, so there you go. Uh, but the kid in it is fine. It's just he's teamed up with Phoebe Waller-Bridge there. He's fine and everything, but he's not as cool as how short Rod was where he's really endearing. It's like the, the kid in this one is just, he's not on Indy's side really until near the very end, you know, and he, he learns to fly a plane that's kind of similar to some of the stuff he's flown. Um, yeah, I mean, I was really expecting for Phoebe Waller to really uh, from everything I'd been hearing, to really belittle him. And she maybe she does one or two comments where she does, but it's not too bad. And she ends up rooting for him at the end. But again, just way too much screen time on her. Way too much. You know, and she comes up with some of the ideas to get them out of, uh, out of the jam there. Uh... So, Mads was really good. Mads Mickelson. He was fantastic, but um, he is in the in the beginning of the movie back during World War II, and then you see him now, or at least in the 60s, a bit older, which was cool. I liked that they had that dynamic of he was then he was there then, and then he was older, like Indy. Uh, along around his age level there, and Mads plays it really well, and he's trying to get the dial, and he's definitely a Nazi, and, and the way he plays him in it, it's good. Um, but I felt like he was kind of wasted. I felt like he did some things in the movie that were kind of dumb towards the end. And not that smart. Usually he's he's a little bit of a smarter... I mean, if you watch Hannibal, playing Hannibal Lecter, holy crud, you know how capable he is at being a smart villain and uh, really maniacal. And uh, this one is just he's underused that way. He does some dumb stuff at the end. He he, uh, ends up going to the wrong time. Uh, they go through this cloud. The dial opens up uh, portals or fissures in time that allow you to go through and go back in time. But he screws up on that. Instead of going back to World War II, he goes to uh, the Battle of Syracuse in Rome or no, in Greece or something like that. I'm sorry, wherever Syracuse is. <laughs> sorry. Syracuse. And... Uh, it's a cool part of the movie. But, again, you got so much CG, it doesn't feel as real as it should. Because the plane's not even real. You know, they're, you know, I doubt any of those ships are even real in the shots. Maybe they had one, one maybe real ship that they made, but... And, and I think... Towards the end, it's used a little too much. They could have used made that a little bit briefer. Um, but the Archimedes scene with Indy was really cool. 
having them talk to each other. Indy talked to uh, Archimedes and Latin or whatever was was pretty neat. Um, again, I miss the joy, the joyful Indy, and we just I just didn't get a whole lot of joyful Indy in this one. We get a lot of cranky Indy. <laughs> But we don't get a lot of smiling and laughing Indy, you know. Whereas in, in, in the Crystal Skull, we did we get we got some of that. Um But we got a little grumpy Indy in the last in Crystal Skull too. Um we find out what happens to Mutt. Uh gets Mutt goes off to war and, and dies. It's a really good scene where Indy talks about it. And again, it's kind of grim. You know, him coming to terms with being a father and having to watch his kid go out to Vietnam or whatever. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that that should be a different movie. That shouldn't be an Indiana Jones movie. And if you're going to do that, you should show that instead of talking about it. Somehow, you know. But again, that doesn't belong in an Indiana Jones movie. I think what they needed to do is give us a, a good Indiana Jones movie. And, uh, you know, you could still have the have it end with uh, Karen Allen um, at the end. You know, it wasn't such a bad... You know, I got a little teary at the end of this one because it's like, well, this is it. It's the last Indiana Jones movie we're going to get. And uh, it was touching because it kind of bookended Raiders uh, where they're in the... In the uh, on the boat, and um, uh, Indy, or she asks where it hurts, and he, you know, he points at his elbow, and she kisses the elbow, and yada yada yada. So that was nice, um, and I'm glad that they didn't try to change Indiana Jones's history. I'm really glad about that, because I heard all sorts of reports from. From Doomcock, like they're changing the history of this character, and Phoebe Waller's going to take the hat at the end of it, and she's going to be the new Indiana Jones. I'm so glad that got all cut. I'm so glad. Um, also, Salak, I believe it's Salak, is in this, and he's great while he's in it, but I don't—he doesn't have that many scenes. You know, Salak is the guy from uh, with the uh, Fez. Uh, that helps Indy out in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he could have been in a, a an action scene at least uh, with Indy somehow, you know, instead of just being in a couple scenes. And, uh, you know, there's a scene in the trailers where he says, give him hell, Indiana Jones. And it's like, I wish that was more earned in this movie. <laughs> you know, because again, well, there's some good scenes... Also, Indy doesn't use his whip, except for maybe in a couple times. Like, that's one of the things he could have used a lot more in this movie. He uses the pistol a lot. That's fine. None of the pistol scenes are really that memorable. And the whip could have been used a lot more to do to get things, uh, just to manipulate his area, like the area around him during combat. I mean, he could have really gone to town with that whip. Like, that would have been awesome. Like, okay, he's older, and he's not getting into fistfights as much, but he's using that whip like crazy. 
that would have been awesome. But they didn't do that. So, what do you... Oh, it was so frustrating. So, there's a whole lot of missed opportunity here. Uh, Phoebe Waller takes up the movie too much. Um... I still had fun with it, so I, I can't completely write it off. But it's like, man, you want a really good, you want a really good Indiana Jones movie to finish off the whole thing, and unfortunately, this wasn't that. And so I have to give it a seven out of ten. Again, it's not terrible; it's still entertaining, but I wouldn't say it's very good. It's Good enough, kinda. <laughs> Which you you don't really want to end the move the whole series on it. Good enough, kinda. Another thing I want to say is that the music, well, it's John Williams. You know the Indiana Jones theme kicks in at odd parts in the movie, where it's just like parts where it's like, oh yeah, he's on the tank doing his thing and dressed up and. In the costume, but it's never when he's like in the middle of a victorious uh, battle, or he does something that's really smart, and they get away, and they then they play the Indiana Jones music, or oh that was a neat surprise. Um, I guess he, John Williams could have used it while he was on the horseback in the train subway. That would have been cool. So, oh, Hall Holbrook is in this movie, and he was in Logan, and he almost has the same kind of part in Logan that he's got in this, but he's got like he's got this weird Texas accent or some sort. I don't know. He's German, but he's got a Texas accent. Maybe he's just faking. I guess <laughs> he's in it, but he doesn't really. He doesn't have a big turn in the movie. He's just kind of one of the henchmen. So I, I felt that was kind of a step down. Or just kind of more of the same for that, that actor. Because he's a pretty decent actor. Especially in Logan, I thought he was good. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say. Harrison Ford is the best thing about the movie. He's really good. His performances are really good. Even though it, it's, it's downer. When he talks about his kid dying in the war. And uh, it's a good scene, but it's like that should be a different Harrison Ford movie, not this one. <laughs> so you you see what I'm saying? I, and you know, there's a lot of really hateful reviews on this movie, and I get it. I, I'm you know, they're like, how dare you? you can't call yourself an Indiana Jones movie and watch this and, and say you know, and say this is a good movie. And or, I, I I was entertained, but not as much as I should have been. And not quite like uh, like I was in Crystal Skull. And Crystal Skull's got some cheesy, over-the-top moments. Like the nuke the fridge is over the top. The gopher at the beginning of Crystal Skull is over the top. Pure 100% CG. I'd rather see them do get like uh, the, uh, what do you call that? the gopher from Caddyshack, the puppet gopher. Instead of what they did there. <laughs> um, and they go over a couple waterfalls in that, in that one. But the movie, Crystal Skull, at least kind of stays true to 
what Indiana Jones is, and it's a roller coaster ride, and it's not like a beat, a beat down. It's whimsical at times, and this movie doesn't quite have the whimsy to it, because the whole thing is a bit of a downer, and that's one thing James Mangold knows how to do, is make a bit of a downer movie. I mean, if you watch Logan, uh, boy, I got a tough time watching that multiple times. I think I've only watched it two times so far, and it's it's a well done movie. But you know, the hero spoilers: the hero dies at the end of it, and it you know I got a close connection to the character. I feel and same with Indiana Jones here, but and I'm glad they don't kill the character off, and I'm glad that Indy takes the hat at the end of it, that that they reshot that, and but the fact that they had to reshoot Indy taking his hat back and the fact that they had to reshoot or edit out a lot of Phoebe Waller's uh, probably her more annoying lines uh, says says miles about the movie. So yeah, 7 out of 10. A lot of people are giving this probably 6 and a 5. I'm telling you, there's nobody giving this movie a 9 or 10. Very little given this movie an eight. Very little. And uh, again, it's just watchable enough, but with, with a lot of reservation. And I get, I get why people are so angry. I get it. Um, they're not unwarranted. Um, I think they might be a little exaggerated with Phoebe a little bit. But I mean, look. I I know she said some dumb stuff in the public, and I I'm not a fan of hers. But in the movie, she's just okay. Um, and again, they might have edited some stuff out to make her that way. But the main problem is, she should be the sidekick, not most of the main uh, protagonist. Really, she shouldn't have. She shouldn't take the the front lead as much, and I, I get it. Okay, you want a a leadership kind of woman, but this is not the movie for that. This is Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, you take the seat, no matter who you are. You take the back seat for Indy. That's how it should have been. More practical stuff. Uh, more Indiana Jones in the lead, and better action fight scenes, and. Uh, have Indy smiling and has a little bit of whimsy to have a little bit of more a little bit more laughs in this movie. And that would have been better. It might not have been a ten movie. It's hard to do a ten movie. Um or even a nine movie is tough to do, but you could have got an eight. This could have been at least an eight movie, an eight out of ten. This could have been at least a three out of four star movie. Uh, a better than average movie, but it's just kind of, it's just a little around average at best, you know, and that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, Again, I think the CG stuff, people become overly reliant on it and you lose a sense of reality. You lose the creative, hardworking spirit of constructing movies. And I know it's hard to do that. It's hard to make sets. It's hard to make, you know, solve problems, 
practically, but it pays off because it happens in front of people and you're like, wow, they, that, that really happened. You know, you watch a lot of the Christopher Nolan movies and they use, he uses CG, but he, he uses it sparingly sometimes, especially for the big stunts. And Bond, a lot of Bond movies. And if anything, Indiana Jones should borrow from it's from some of the older Bond movies where they are doing practical stunts. You know? So what? You get a stuntman that has a Harrison Ford mask on. That's fine. You want that sense of realism, you know? But, uh, all right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. Those are my thoughts. And uh, I'm going to miss Indiana Jones a lot. I, he was very... Uh, I can't tell you how many times I watched Temple of Doom growing up. Um, probably most one of my most watched movies, and uh, ever from watching it on TV, and uh, cable, and on VHS. I almost wore the VHS out, and uh, same with Last Crusade, but and Raiders too. But I think I watched Temple of Doom the most, and that's just an awesome roller coaster ride. I mean, people gave. Back in the day, they gave, they gave Temple of Doom a lot of a lot of hell because it was the, the weaker of the three. But I, I really enjoyed Temple of Doom. I mean, there's so many fun, cool parts in that movie. And, and Short Round is, yeah, he's a lot of fun. He, he, I guess maybe a little bit annoying in the beginning, but he grows on you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and great act, really great action scenes in that inventive you know you got the uh the mine cart chase scene which is something that had never been done before so yeah there you go and uh well uh, i guess it all these movies now <laughs> will be in a museum one day i don't know <laughs> but uh Harrison Ford is still you know our an American uh, legend, living legend. And uh, I'm glad that he's still going and still making movies and that he didn't die in any of these, uh, you know, plane crashes. And uh, there you go. So may you all have long days and pleasant nights. Thanks for listening.